Hi, welcome to Mimosas with Moms. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. We're back. We're back. So our question today is, when did you know you wanted to marry your spouse? First second I saw them. <laughs> I looked across the field at the Love music the festival. I saw this big bearded man who was wearing a Blackhawks jersey and like heat. Weirdo. <laughs> what a weirdo. That was like the first thing I think I said to him, like, what are you doing in a jersey? <laughs> like a Blackhawks jersey. What it's was Marcus's response? Probably it's like, a hockey jersey. Like, it's a long sleeve. It's well, not I really a... like the Blackhawks. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember, like, why he was wearing that. But really funny, though. Yeah, it was really funny because then, like, later that night we were watching a set and uh, there was a girl behind us who was, like, petting him. And he, like, turns around she goes sorry, I'm probably going to keep doing this. And she was, like, clearly, like, on ecstasy or, like, Something. some kind of drugs that, like, the textures were looking appealing and she, like, couldn't help herself. And he was like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Oh God, it's funny. a music festival. But, yeah. No. <laughs> no, I'm totally teasing. No, that's not what I knew. <laughs> I know it sounds cliche, but, like, when I saw him with Zach. Yeah. And, like, saw the relationship yeah. that they had built. Like, starting to form, yeah. Yeah, and the yeah. fact that, like... It is very attractive. He just... He didn't just put time into me. Like, yeah. he was very committed to putting time into my son, and yeah. more so him than me. Yeah. Which, like, that was, was my... Huge. That yeah. was huge. That was, like, that's when I knew. Like, well, that's, like, he cared more about Zach than at me. that time, too. Yeah. yeah. He cared more about Zach than he cared about me at that time. Yeah. And, like, Zach's feelings and doing things with Zach and making sure that Zach was happy and comfortable. And yeah. Zach was still a baby. And, he, yeah. like, he dove right in. He would change the diapers. He yeah. would give him a bath. He did anything and everything. And I didn't have to ask. Right. He, like, wanted to. Yeah, like, finally, I have a partner. Yeah. And I know that kind of sounds like <laughs> cliche, but no, really, like, that's what so. I knew. Yeah. There's, like, nothing more attractive than, like, seeing the person you love with Being your kids. a father. Yeah. Yeah. I it agree. just is... A big emotion. It is. I know. No, I don't know. Like, we we started talking about marriage, like, very early. So did we. But, I mean, like, it's so weird because who I was and, like, what I was going through when I met him at that music festival, I was so, like, I'm an independent woman. I've got this. I need no man. Yeah. Like, and then, I don't know, he walked in and it all went to shit. And then he just needed Marcus. Yeah. And we just spent all of our time together from there. I'm like, you know. We were definitely, like, talking marriage not very long into it. Which is, like, crazy. No, we because, did like, the same thing. But it's like, you're not in high school. You know what I mean? I was, what, 26 years old? Not that it's, like, love at first sight, but I feel like when you I know, just you just knew. know. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, both of us. And then, you know, I met his parents that maybe August, I went up to Chicago with him. Um, I met his parents. We spent the entire weekend in Chicago. And, like, his parents at the end of the weekend were like, yeah, we know Abby is the one. Really? And we had been dating for, what, two months? That's, like, a good time, You know, though. like, and it just, yeah, everybody around us, like, you know, I met all of his friends, and they loved him, and, you know, my whole world loved him. I don't know. Yeah, we just knew. Yeah, that's, I, know, mean, I, don't, I don't really know if there's, like, an exact moment. Yeah. Because, like, obviously I didn't say, like, oh, I want to marry this man before <laughs> I even saw him with my child. Because, yeah. like, I have zero 
serious opinion about you until I know what you're like yeah. with my kid. Yeah. That's when, like, I really will put some thought into it. Right. But... It, but it he was, wasn't, like, the like, only person moment. you dated. Yeah. Like, after Zach's dad. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I always told myself, like, I won't date anyone unless, like... I it's want serious. to. It's serious yeah. and it's worth my while. Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't just date to date. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I did. <laughs> but there was also your know. situation yeah. was just so I just different. Did. Yeah. But you like didn't have Oliver some of the time. Yeah. Like, my situation was very yeah. much like I had Zach all the time. So if I was going to, I dated a bunch of people that like away, never met Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and my whole thing was I had Zach ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Yeah. So if I was going to take away any time. It was going to have to be for someone who really was worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess Ron was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's stuck. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Stuck, homie. I know. Like it or hate I it. I just love these you guys. You are stuck. Yeah, we did. We lucked out, though. We did. We really, like... We picked I good ones. I couldn't pick a better partner. Yeah. Like, all-around partner. Not husband, not father, just all-around, Yeah. like, other half. So today we have on Tanya from PositivelyTanya.com. Hi, Tanya. Hi, everyone. We're so happy to have you. Yeah, and today we are talking about kind of a heavy topic. Um, We're talking about childhood sexual abuse. Um, And Tanya, kind of tell us your story. So um, when I was a child, uh, my mom remarried, and I was about four, four years old when she remarried. Um, and just over the years, it kind of turned into, uh, my stepfather was more attracted to me than to my mom. So, um, little episodes happened and it just kind of turned into sexual abuse over the years. And, um, luckily I, I got away from it when I was, um, 12, 13, my mom left my stepdad and so ever since then I've been reading about abuse and just learning as much as I can because I want to help people who are kind of stuck in the same situation. Because how scary that it was someone that was so close to you. Well, and I think, yeah, you know, typically it's, it's with sexual That's abuse, it is somebody that you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's somebody that you, that no I'm like trying to remember what the statistic is. is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a very large amount. It's, it's somebody so large, close yeah. to you. Something like yeah. 75 to 80%. It's someone that you know. Yeah. Oh, wow. The family trusts too. So the parents right. usually right. trust the person who's the perpetrator. Yeah. And it's also kind of common for step parents. Yes. And for single moms. Yes. And, and with boyfriends. Sometimes. Yeah. I think a lot of times. Yeah. It's, it's um, scary, sad. It is scary, it sad. Is. I know. And Ashley and I, we were both, you know, young single moms at one point. Um, and now are married and have blended families. And, you know, I remember kind of like going through that, like the dating and, you know, you kind of have to have like these red flags up, you know, yeah, or, like, just because you, yeah, you have to and like, it be really somebody. It's and true. even, you know, then even you can trust them and love them and marry them and things can yeah. happen. That's yeah. why it's so important just to trust your kids when they say something to you. Yeah. So did you ever talk to your mom about it? Uh, no, actually. And she died yeah. a couple years ago and I never told her what happened. I, yeah. I actually opened up to a friend when I was like 17 years old and then I didn't tell anybody else until I got married. Um, and 
there were a lot of emotions that kind of wrapped around that. Like my mom did everything right. She, she taught me about sexual abuse. She made sure that she was a safe place for me to talk to. And I told her about other stuff that happened like with school um, and guys that I dated. But for some reason, like this one, I think because she, she saw the flirting and she saw that my stepdad was more attracted to me than to her. And she felt really guilty about that. So I, yeah. I didn't want to add on to her guilt. Yeah. So there's a lot of like emotions that come into play with it. I but... know. Well, and as a kid, is it hard for you to even open up to anyone? I mean, right. Yeah. The thought of like my child having to tell someone that is yeah. just heartbreaking. And would my child even have the confidence to do so? Right. Yeah. Well, another thing is like I, um, in elementary school, I was, um, a guy put his hand down my pants and I told my mom about it and she, she kind of had a big reaction. And as I was six yeah. and as a six year old, I was like, oh, okay, okay, wait, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not, and I got a little shyer. So I think as parents, it's also really important that when our, if our kids come to us with something like that, we have to stay really calm and we have to treat it like a broken bone and not overreact because yeah. that could yeah. scare them. So that's just something. Yeah. That's probably the one thing she yeah. didn't do. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think that that's a really important um, point to make because I work with kids who are victims of abuse and neglect. And it's kind of, you know, a lot of my kids are in foster care as a result. And um, it's something that we, like, we kind of work with foster parents on. You know, really if a cool. kid does like come to you and discloses these kind of events, how to react, you know, because we've had experiences where we've had foster parents that are like, uh, what? You know, and like, I can't believe like these reaction. things happen yeah. to you. Yeah, 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 of course it is. You know I what feel I mean? like that's, that yeah. would be my first reaction or my first thought. Like, oh my yeah, gosh. Especially as yeah. like a biological mother, mm -hmm. right? Or like, I guess any kind of caregiver. Yeah. Um, you know, like you really care for this child and you want to protect them. And, you know, I'm sure it's just like gut wrenching as a parent also. So, yeah, yeah I think it's very normal to have these yeah. reactions, but then, you know, but then you're not, you're kind of shutting down the conversation. Right. So then you're right. not maybe allowing for like the full story or, mm -hmm. you know, how are you feeling? How are exactly. you Exactly going more you in know, into it? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, those reactions that we have to our kids are very important. Yeah. So, so Tanya kind of talked to us a little bit about, I guess, like what are like some warning signs? So it is really tricky, but there are a couple of things that you can look out for. Um, a lot of times yeah. there's uh, children are withdrawn when something happens to them. Yeah. They get more quiet. Um, they're usually their self-esteem plummets. I think that's probably the biggest one um, yeah. that I've seen, I guess, with all the um, victims I've kind of talked to and worked with. Um, yeah. And then anger is another one. They're, they're more easy to lash out because they're kind of, yeah. it's oh. kind of a traumatic place for them to be in. So their emotions are kind of- and They're in such a, a weird place. On edge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you feel like, did you have those, you know, kind of warning signs going on? Was that yeah, your experience? So I, yeah, I got really quiet. I like, I was like, I'm a quiet person to yeah. begin with, but I think like I closed in even more. Yeah. And yeah. I, and for me, I never wanted to be around my stepdad. And I told my mom that and she, she just, she did that. She's like, all right, cool. Um, yeah. 
So that. So she did like kind of listen yes. without yeah. like knowing. Right. Yeah. Both her and my brother kind of stepped it up and they're like, okay, we're going to make this happen. Just, they just trusted me. I think that's like yeah. such a big part of helping children is just to trust them when they say they're uncomfortable with something. I'm not comfortable. Right. Yeah. 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 I, so, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like, it, it's, it's very uncommon for children to make up stories about something like that that's happening to them. Right. Or those feelings. Which I feel like not a lot of people would look at it from that point of view because everyone looks at a child and thinks they have such a big imagination. Right. But right. when it's something traumatic and serious like yeah. that, like that's not a common thing for a child to discuss. Right. 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 Or to come up with or talk about or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's definitely, that's probably one of the biggest red flags is like if your child says something. Yeah. Even if it comes out <laughs> in like pretend play or something like that, that's a big deal too. I know. We kind of do a lot of that as a, like in my work as a therapist, yeah. we do a lot of play therapy and, um, because a lot of times you don't have kind of the language, right. Right. To, you know, to say like that this is happening to me and, or, you know, you're being coached that don't, it's not don't happening tell, or don't talk about it, you know? And like, did anything like that kind of happen to you? Like, you know, did your stepdad kind of scare you into don't tell what's going on? No, no, he never no. really talked to me about that. But I mean, yeah, I, he, I felt really sorry for him and I even do to this day. So I don't know if he really had to. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I was, so what I was... do you, or, oh, you're good. Oh, me? Oh, <laughs> I was also really lucky. I feel like he could have done a lot more to me than he did and he didn't so I consider myself yeah 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 so what do you do if you discover that your child's being abused and how do you keep them safe from that situation so um first step is to stay calm (laughs) as we discussed earlier and then yeah yeah, to believe them (laughs) and trust them things that we've uh, also talked about those are like the big ones. If you could master that, then you're pretty much like almost yeah. there. I think the next step would definitely be to get um, people, other people involved, like professionals involved. I think therapists and I think so too. Yeah, and to distance yeah. yourself. Like I would cut off all contact with whoever the child says is hurting them. Like you just cut off contact, even if you think they're yeah. a cool person. Just immediately cut off all. Of yes. That. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really hard a lot of times, you know, I've kind of seen like, you know, when it's someone, you know, yeah. oftentimes it's a lot, it's a family member, yeah, it is. you know, maybe it's a grandparent or a step parent or a sibling and, cousin, yeah. you know, I've, yeah. And, you know, it's heartbreaking to kind of watch like a whole family be torn apart, be torn apart a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And, you know, I've, I just, I think that I've had a client where you have been. Yeah. 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 I've had a client whose older brother was the one abusing her. And then like the mom is kind of stuck in the middle of, you know, how do I pick one child over another, you know? And, but it, but it was really, you know, kind of, you have to kind of for like my client who was the victim. Right. I I don't think she could go on trusting her mother. 
if she did. if she was still having like a relationship with her to, brother yeah, she was forced you to know to, yeah. and yeah it's it's a very very hard situation it is. um but you know there it's it's bad it happens it does it happens, it does. and it's yeah. sad because it happens every it day does. it happens a lot <laughs> But it also, does. it, happens, so it a lot. happens to these kids, and then these kids grow up and have children of their own. Yeah. How right. do you how do you handle that? And are you? I don't want to say more on edge, but is that more of a red flag or something you think about more when you do have your own children? Oh my gosh! So <laughs> it's been an interesting journey. Um, <laughs> I, I it's affected me a lot. Like when we go to the park, um, if my child disappears for a second yeah. with another kid who's a little bit older, I'm, like, right there immediately. Yeah. I'm like, hey, guys, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, yeah. I, mean, I don't let my kid go over to a person's house very often by themselves. I'm usually like, I'll just come and hang out too, guys. And it's just, like, it's just always on yeah. my mind because it happened to me, and it happened in such a sneaky way. Like, nobody else knew about it. Sometimes, like, I would be, like, my stepdad would be touching me, and my brother would be, like, 10 feet away from me. So for me, it's yeah. just, like, I know it can happen. And so, and you know, I have heard that the more you think about it, like the more it it might come true, but I don't think that's a thing. So I'm trying not to stress (laughs) about it, but but it's really hard because it is. I don't know. I'm kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm like, if I I imagine these things, I've already tortured myself enough that like now I can't have that. I've already done the torturing to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I've, like, imagined every horrific thing that could happen to my children <laughs> happening. And I'm like, see, nothing bad will ever happen now. There you so go. I've already put I myself like through that more. agony. Yeah. 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 I know, but I it is. It's like... hard. And I feel like kind of being in, like, the field that I'm in, I'm oh, yeah. kind of, like, the same, where you're just, like, a helicopter and you know what's, yes, like, yeah. out there, you yeah. know, and, like, what could happen. Yeah. And, like, and... the effects it has on a child yeah. throughout their entire life now. It's true. It doesn't, it doesn't go, I guess it, it affects yeah. me still now and I'm almost 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is this something since you have been through it, once your kids are a certain age, you would just talk to them about? I've already started talking. My kids are like four and one and a half. Yeah. I've already started talking about it. Um, just, there's little things you can do. I feel like with each age, like with my four year old, I always talk yeah. like, I make sure he knows the names of all of his body parts. And, like, I talk to him, like, okay, nobody gets to touch these places. And what do you do if somebody touches them? Because uh, I'm, I'm, like, over. I'm a little paranoid, so I do talk to him about it quite frequently. And we have books about it. And I just bring it up as much as I can and be like, okay, you know. And back when he was in diapers, I'm like, if someone changes your diaper, I want you to tell me, like, who it was and tell me about what happened. So just... yeah. Like, stuff like that. And with my one-year-old. Just having, like, an open conversation. Yeah, and just making it, like, it's not a taboo thing to talk about your, your private areas. Like, you can, like... Because that was another thing. In my house, it was kind of, like, we didn't say those words. Like, we never said, like, vagina or any of that. But it's it makes it harder than to be, like, so this person was touching me in... On my it's like special you don't know how to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I know. Yeah, so that's something I'm working on with my kids right now. It's just like getting them like keeping the communication open and, and letting them know it's not taboo. Yeah. yeah. And but I feel keep... like that's a good place to be in and it makes them comfortable with the conversation and if anything, God forbid were ever to happen. Yeah. Yeah, they you're confident in knowing that yeah. they will come talk yeah, to you. Because so. yeah. that's my biggest fear always is, will my kids come talk yeah. to me? Yeah. Like, will are they comfortable yeah. enough? 
Or at least, like, somebody. I just, like, somebody. <laughs> if not me, someone, yes. Yeah. 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 So do you feel like there's anything, going through this, there's anything that you could tell another parent dealing with their child going through it? Like, hey, there is a light at the yes. end of the tunnel. Yeah. Hey, keep doing this. And... Yeah. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> like, that's why I think I started Positive Yeah. Channel. It's just, like... Like these terrible, horrible things happen, but it's not, it's not like the end and you can actually have like a wonderful, beautiful life after all of this stuff happens. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah, for, I guess like what I would tell parents is, uh, that I think their kid is just, it's going to be a little different. Um, and it's crazy. It's like a lot of things are going to just be a little different, <laughs> like, like dating and then marriage and yeah. all sorts of things that are going to have different challenges, yeah. but it's um it's not impossible and they just need they just need to know that that it's okay to experience they're going to have these big feelings that come up randomly and that's okay um and they just need to first of all accept that and then there are techniques that you can use like when flashbacks come up or when that icky feeling reemerges because it does come and it comes at like like I'll It'll, I'll have this like really romantic moment with my husband and then all of a sudden a trigger will hit and all of a sudden I'm back there in my seven-year-old yeah. self and um, the romantic moment is gone. But <laughs> but like yeah. that doesn't happen all the time and there are things to do when those things do happen. And um, I guess if I were to talk to a friend who had a child go through this and I have had that happen, it's just it's all about reassuring and... And you, you're there to be your child's cheerleader, I guess, and and just encourage and listen to them, and yeah. it's possible. What about a spouse, a spouse of someone who has been through that? What would you, like, your husband, yeah. obviously, I have has a... helped you through oh, yeah. this every day. So what would you tell a spouse of someone <laughs> who has been through this, and it's a new experience for them? Right. Because obviously there's, I don't want to say tips and but tricks, but... There's a certain way to navigate yeah. the situation so that everyone feels exactly. comfortable and exactly. So um, the things that uh, so first of all, like my spouse, when it first when the triggers first started happening when we were together, I think the first thing he thought of was like, oh my goodness, I did something wrong, and the truth is like you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Um, it just sometimes right. triggers are just random, and they just happen. And um, yeah. So I guess I would tell someone it's like you just. It's not personal what's happening. If they say, hey, this is a trigger for me, maybe don't do that again. Um, but don't don't think that it's yeah. because you did something wrong or that you're a bad person that these triggers are happening. Um, I just, uh, what I've really appreciated from my husband is that he is very patient with me. And like, if a trigger happens, I've had triggers last for like, or like flashbacks, I've had them last for like an hour or two. And I'll just be like crying on the floor in the bathroom and my husband will just sit with me. And it's the, it's like the most powerful thing that, that I think anyone can do is just sit with, with someone who's kind of going through So that. just being patient and being there. Yeah. And, and knowing that, you know, if you can do that for your spouse and if you can have the patience for them, the love that, that the other spouse is going to have for you, like it's not going to go unnoticed. Like every time my husband sits with me, I just the appreciation and the gratitude that I have for him kind of um, exponentially kind of explodes. So, you know. It's just like such a deep yeah, level of like yeah, intimacy. So it's kind you know? of, 
just like compassion right. for other people. And so it's like, it's this moment yeah. might be really hard, but it is, it's going to really benefit the relationship. So there's selfish benefits yeah. to it too. <laughs> I think it's that mutual understanding too. Yeah. So yeah. Tanya, kind of tell yeah. us a little bit about why you spar- uh, started Positively Tanya. So I've always been really passionate about abuse, <laughs> which is crazy. I, even from like a really yeah. young age. Um, as soon as I could read, my mom had me reading all about it. Like I was reading psychology journals and, and crazy stuff. It was like a lot. Yeah. Um, and so then um, uh, when I, I kind of became an adult, I was a dance teacher and I was getting to know all these girls and they had no idea what like a healthy relationship was and a non-healthy relationship. And I was like, oh man, okay, yeah. I got to do something. <laughs> and so I just, I started like yeah. looking into it and um, I just saw that a lot of the resources out there about abuse are um, pretty uh, abysmal. They're pretty dark. They're pretty heavy. Um, and like yeah. books that you read about abuse are, are really, really heavy. And it's really hard to like consume all yeah, this information really hard. and be like, okay, I could go out and make a difference. Yeah. Because afterwards you're like, okay, I need to watch a Disney movie. Like, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, and so that's I know. Why I, was like, yeah. I need to create a resource that people can come to and they can learn about it, but, but in a way that's like empowering and encouraging, instead of like dark yeah. and depressing. So that's how positively Tanya was yeah. born. Yeah, I feel like you do look at situations so different. Yeah, when they're coming from a different yeah. perspective and a positive yeah. perspective. Yeah. I feel like if I were to read something that was negative, but it was like, yeah, this is just part of life. I'd be like, Ooh, well, what sucks. if you read it? Like it just, it's all yeah. about how you present something. Yeah. It is. It makes a huge and difference. I feel like that makes the, well, it the is. It's difference. like a horrible thing to like happen, but like that there's kind of life after yes. trauma. Yeah. And there's right? hope and no matter what and happens. I think that that's so pa- powerful. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much, Tanya, for sharing Thanks your story with us. Here. And yeah so cheers to you tanya you can find tanya on her blog at www.positivelytanya.com and you can find her on instagram facebook and twitter at positively tanya you can find us on instagram and facebook at mimosas with moms and you can email us at the number two mimosamoms at gmail.com